Art Talk, a place where artists talk about art things and stuff about creativity to help you do art stuff too. <laughs> God, no, sad. We are back for episode seven. Episode seven. And we yes, have a we are. big one today, Mitch. You're coming up to a pretty significant anniversary. It's a bit of a milestone for me. I've done it once before in the past and never thought that I'd have the willpower to do it again. But yeah, I'm coming up to a year of sobriety. And that's a big celebration for me because, you know, my past is, I wouldn't say that it was a bad thing to binge here and there, but it was something that never kind of sat quite right with me. And I feel like the day after drinking for me, was different to how you would feel the next day. Like, it really affected me in a, in a way where I just felt like it wasn't right, mm. but I didn't have the discipline to say no. Mm. And our generation is really built around Party. drinking culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I guess I had this fear of, like, if I stop drinking and pull myself away from that environment, does that mean that I lose all my friends and... I'm no fun. Yeah, and I mean, that's some stuff that did happen, right? There's mm. people that you lost out of your life because- Absolutely, yeah, man. Yeah. That's the fear. And I mean, we, we've only brushed on some of this stuff in our conversations. But yeah, I've, I've had an interesting relationship with alcohol in my life as well. And my grandfather was, you know, an alcoholic. And I have a gene that, that is susceptible to that. And I think a lot of people do. And it's a really powerful thing to take a stand and decide that something that's not serving you doesn't belong in your life, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, what's a year? Yeah. So, what, what happened was, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to backtrack a little bit. I think when I was probably 25, I just moved, maybe it was a little bit earlier. I'd just come back from Byron Bay, right? I moved there. I was working for Skull Candy at the time, packing boxes in their warehouse, right? I was tattooing as well, but wasn't pursuing art as a full-time career. Mm. And, you know, when you move to Byron Bay and you're single and, you know, it's basically the party capital of Australia. (laughs) If not the world. (laughs) If not the world. Yeah, correct. Look, let's just say that the two years or year and a half that I was there was was an absolute roller coaster. Yeah. A great time, something that I, you know, I don't, no regret there at all. But, you know, I've moved home and I was like, I need, I need a detox. I need to change. Something has to happen. And that was kind of the cue for me to move back home. I was like, I feel like my stint's done here. Mm. I've had my gap year or whatever I was writing it off as. And I did 12 months off, off yeah. the drink. And yeah. it was the best I'd ever felt. For whatever reason, I'd kind of fallen back into those habits of, you know, binge drinking and living it up on the weekends as you do. And I'd always wanted to get back to that place of sobriety because I knew that that's when I was training and I was the most efficient and, you know, my body was primed and and working at 100%. Yeah. But I could never get back to that place because, Mm. you know, you hang out with your mates, Friday Arvo, whatever day, maybe it's Tuesday, who knows? (laughs) And that's another thing with being self-employed too, you know, I've always worked for myself, so... I'm the boss yeah. of me. Yeah. And from the time that I moved out of home and I didn't have my parents telling me what to do, yeah. there's no discipline. Yeah. You, know, you run your own show. You know, things got a bit crazy for a while. I'm just lucky that, you know, my parents had given me the tools that I needed to know that if I ever am in a place where things aren't right, that I know how to get myself out of them. Yeah. You know, mental health is something that's run through my family. I feel like I've always felt quite grounded around that. And, Mm. 
you know, I've always had my head on my shoulders when it comes to feeling unwell and, and I'm aware of those things. So I'm lucky, I guess, that I had been given the tools to know that when it was getting a bit much, I knew when to take a breath and just slow down and surround yeah. myself with those good people where a lot of other people don't know how to deal with that. And that's when they end up in a deep and dark place. Art Talk. We talk art here and we create it at MitchRevs.com. We're still going through a pretty crazy time at the moment. So there may be some people that are listening to this that are, you know, struggling a little bit with with alcohol. It seems to be from some of the statistics that I've seen, you know, like there's a lot of people that may have sat home during the COVID situation and, mm. and drank a lot. I do know that you, you've shared with me a tool that you've used to help motivate you. What, what's that about? Yeah, so I downloaded this app called I Am Sober and it, hitting download on that app was kind of a bit of a, I don't know, you kind of question that. You're like, do I really need an app to yeah. stay sober? Like you almost feel like you're an alcoholic or something, mm. you know, like it's kind of like you're facing something. Even though I like I 100% wasn't, I was doing nothing any different to what the average, you know, person is in Newcastle, just, run, you know, getting drunk on the weekends and yeah, having a bit yeah. of fun. That was the extent of it. But I didn't like that I was having to rely on doing that f- to have fun. Yeah, but I, that's that's interesting that you mentioned that because I think it's super important to talk about that part. And for me, what comes up is that a lot of the time there's a lot of stigma around these types of things and confusion about and sometimes denial as well about whether someone is an alcoholic or not. But for me, an addiction is essentially anything that you're doing that is resulting in an undesired response. So anything that affects your health or makes you feel a way that you don't want to feel. So an external thing that you bring in and has an undesired effect, right? And so whether it's addiction or it's a problem or not, where I feel like a lot of people feel suffering around it is this dialogue that we tell ourselves because there's obviously a common, I know for me and and my journey with, with alcohol and not drinking as much and trying to get away from it, detach it, it could be quite easy. I could just say, yeah, I'll drink or no, I won't drink. But the pain and the suffering is the conversation I have with myself about what that means about myself. Yep, same here. So, it was like the same thing. Like, I would drink on the weekends and I'd party and there's a part of me that goes a little bit too far and I didn't know when to stop. So, that's why it was a problem. I can relate. But then waking up the next day, it was my conversation about me being broken because I do those things that would then lead to me doing it more because mm-hmm. that's the part of me that mm-hmm. I was suppressing. So, for me, and as I said, I'm just sharing my own experience with it. The path to healing from that was understanding that I'm not broken mm-hmm. and that it's okay when I did mess up at those points because I, I don't want to drink either. So, I'm like trying to be sober and I haven't quite hit where you are. I'm still in the journey right now. I have probably drank twice in the last two months. Previously in my life, it was a lot more. For me, it was not making it mean anything when I did do it, not shaming myself when I messed up loving myself like you're not a piece of shit and then building up and being like but hey actually i've only drank two times in the last month which is great yeah instead of two times in a week Mm -hmm. and then get back on the horse and keep going but then the last bit is why i think the app is helping for you and one of the things you shared with me is there's also a community there as well and i think that's the important bit at the end is the feeling we're trying to get out of these things is community and connection So, what I found through my journey of understanding why it was I used to party was I liked being around other people. Yeah. And so, it was actually loneliness that I was trying to fix. Yeah. And so, 
the bit that's helped me get away from those habits is actually connecting with people that I don't need to drink with. And that's been the, the part for me that's helped me move past that. Yeah, can totally relate to yeah. absolutely everything you're saying. And like coming back to that app, if you're listening to this and you can totally relate to where we're coming from and you wish that you had the discipline to be able to stay strong and start your sobriety journey, the app is called I Am Sober. There's lots of these apps out there, but the one that I have is called I Am Sober. When you sign up to the app, you can put in what you are trying to be sober from, whether it's alcohol, drugs, cigarettes. I think there's even types of food, you know. It's yeah. not just alcohol. And it just kind of the one thing, the reason why – I made the decision to get the app was it makes you or holds you accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I had troubles doing, you know. The app kind of sends you daily motivational cues and you're right, there is a community on there where you can, just like Instagram, flick through there and follow the journey of people who have been sober for, you know, seven days or seven years and they're just talking about how it makes them feel and, you know, whether you want to dive into that section of the app, you know, that's totally up to you. But for me, it was just to track my days. It can also put in how much money you were spending a week on, you know, alcohol and drugs. And let's just say 300, 362 days in, yeah. you know, I got some money in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> so that's also definitely a plus. How does your art talk? Email sean at mitchrevs.com. The cue for me here was like, I remember the moment it was about you know, a bit over a year ago. There was an exhibition in the gallery mm. and this guy had come in with his girlfriend and standard conversation. I was like, you know, weekends here, you want to catch up and have a beer after the, after the exhibition? He was like, oh man, I don't drink. And it was that one moment and I was like, I want to be that guy, you know, I want to be that guy again who's just strong enough to say that he doesn't drink because what it does, I remember prior to that conversation, if you meet someone and they say they don't drink, there's something about that, like just the... I don't know what the word is, but like for someone the, to say that they the don't willpower, drink, yeah. the willpower, it's a, it's a, it's a big stand to say that you don't do that. And, you know, for whatever your reasons are, I always looked at that as something that I wanted to stand for. I think it shows a sense of power and, you know, it's just. But you do, you do realize though, you've done that for me. Yeah. I've done that for a lot of people now. Yeah. It's like, it's some, it's a chain reaction that's can only help for the better. Mm. And the one time where, this is interesting, I converted two people, and not to say that I'm out there preaching, saying, get off the piss. I'm not doing that by any means. It's like, you're at a Bucks party. Hey, man, do you want a beer? No, sorry, man, don't drink. Don't drink. And I'm like, no, I don't. And they want to know about it. You can hear, because they engage in it. I'm not there going, yeah, don't drink, because yeah, it'll yeah. make you feel shit. And most importantly, you're not judging people who are. Not at all. And that's, that's super important <clears throat> as well. You're not, like... It's okay. This is all about me. This yeah. is just my journey because, like you said before, I'm very sure of who I am and I know what works for me. Yeah. And it can only better everyone else around me. So, yeah, on this Bucks party, I've now got two mates out of that that don't drink. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't making them feel bad in that place. But, I, you know, the next day they were like, I'm starting today. They've got the app and now they're, you know, 150 days sober and, you know, their relationships are better. They're more focused at work and, they're now enjoying their weekends, not spending Saturday, Sunday hungover. And it's just all these little things. For me, I always struggle to find those extra four or five hours in a day to get things done. And now I'm up at 3.30 in the morning because that's where my body clock just goes, hey, let's do it. Like, yeah. I'm firing. Let's go. And if you ever want to see the benefit of it, and if there's anyone listening to this that is struggling with 
partying too much on the weekend. It's like, just do a Saturday night where you don't and wake up on Sunday morning and watch that the sunrise feeling and, of, yeah. of almost, because so many people, and it is so culturally ingrained in this country, you almost have the world to yourself. It's crazy, man. You know, and it's beautiful, especially here in Newcastle. Imagine Glenrock on a Sunday morning when no one else is around, you walk down to the beach and that's what you get out of not drinking and it's beautiful and that's been the part that's motivated me more than anything it's the up early getting those mornings on and just that feeling you get to 12 o'clock on sunday and you've you've had a whole day and you're like man there was a world in the past where i was still in bed because i was a hungover yep i think um, about it every weekend yeah you know because i'm literally up say three thirty four every yeah, day yeah, or yeah, most days yeah, yeah. and on the weekends especially when i take my route from my house to the gym you'll see the guys and girls that are still awake. Yeah. You know? They're still coming home from town. Yeah. And you get those phone calls from friends on a Sunday morning. Absolutely. You see them on Instagram. The Instagram stories are still, you know, doing their thing. And that's totally cool. I'm not saying this to say, fuck, look at these guys. It's just interesting to see how your brain flips and you now look at that and go, that was a totally different life. And it was only 12 months ago for me that, that I was that person that was coming home at four in the morning mm. and I'm just in such a better place mentally, physically, and, you know, it's helped me. My biggest downfall with all this and where I came unstuck was my head hit the pillow and I would stay awake for an hour, two hours, mm. guilty about being a business owner, being a boss to people like you and Kelly and not being there to give you the information when you needed it because I was a piss wreck the night before. Mm. And also just like missing things like my nephew's soccer games and yeah. little things like that, like that just make life fun. Yeah, yeah You yeah. know, I'm like kind of just... That's what I'm saying. It goes back to it. we're chasing connection is what it is and sometimes that's just already in front of you, you yeah. know, and we're just looking for it in the wrong place. But then the reason why I think this podcast is important and why it was just good to sit down and talk about it is people need to just be okay with talking about these things. Mm. And if you are struggling with, with alcohol or any of these things, you're not broken. And there are people that you can just talk to and there's things like Lifeline that you can ring, you know, because we've seen both sides, you know, what it's like to party and best times of your life, some of them. But it's okay to not do that as well. And it doesn't mean you're broken. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And you can just decide and, and put the processes in of, of, of getting to that other place if that's what you want. Absolutely. Oh, man, it was nice to talk about that. I know you asked if I was comfortable talking about this and I, I didn't even want to talk about it, you know, and that's something that I probably suppressed because I'm just comfortable with where I'm at. Yeah. And I don't want people to look at me in a different light from talking about this, but I think only good things can come from that. Yes. That's, that's leading by the front, man, because it is, this is, this is the point again, it's like so taboo. It's like, it's almost like this, this thing that happens in society. There's a few topics like this where we know that a lot of people are doing it, but there's it's not been normalized yet to just be like, hey, mate, have you got a problem? Problem. do you want to talk mm. about it you know what i mean so the best we can do is do our best to have those conversations and it might not have been perfect but we're just trying to express ourselves and hopefully make it a bit easier if one person listens to this i think this is a win for us maybe we'll get one message from this of someone that went i heard that and i've been struggling covid's been hard for me and you've actually inspired me to stop drinking man, that would so be good. that would thank be a you. huge win and if not that's okay but yeah thank you for sharing that man Cool, bro. Thanks. If you've made it this far, what are you doing with your life? Go and give us a five-star review on iTunes. 